0: hello and welcome to this circus this is the first episode of this sort of series thing and so it should be starting on a high on high energy great quality the best of the best unfortunately i spend the entirety of this first episode sounding like a balloon slowly deflating okay and you just need to get over that i have a few things i would like to apologize for before we get started um number one my energy I sound like you know that okay you know your voice after you've just been crying that's what I sound like maybe I had just been crying maybe this was just like a weird coping mechanism but the point is it sounds whack okay number two the pacing the mumbling the general quality of my critique I suppose shocking shocking I would not even pass if this was an exam do you know what I mean and number three the sound quality to be honest babes there's not much I could do about that. I don't have a professional microphone. I literally just sort of scream into my phone, okay? So you got to just let that one slide. But yeah, I think that's everything I need to apologise for. So let me tell you something. Way back in 2012, because I looked it up, I wrote a little story that is exactly 50,040 words for a competition called NaNoWriMo. Now, if you don't know what NaNoWriMo is, it's basically a competition, even though you don't actually win anything, you just kind of do it, right? And it's a competition where you have to write 50,000 words of a novel in a month, okay? And me and my friends, we all did this when we were like 14 or whatever. And I, I really want to specify my age because I think that really explains a lot of the quality of this literature. Oh yes, I would also like to apologise to anyone that's ever read a book. I feel like you're about to be offended. This literature is not... Anyway, the point is, I today will be reading through this novel for you. I will be starting with the introduction and the first chapter of the first character. To give you a little backstory, this book that I wrote when I was 14 is called The Dream Team. And yes, that has absolutely nothing to do with what happens in the book. It's completely irrelevant, but we like it. It's open to interpretation, okay? What does it mean? Much like a dream. Some would say, basically, it's a skins knockoff. Don't think about it too much. I don't want to get done for plagiarism and/or copyright. And every chapter or every sort of like part of the story is based on a different character's story. There's nine characters in total. They're all friends. You will learn pretty quickly that it's really hard to keep up. Okay, just I just y- y- honestly, I'd say write it down when you're listening to this. Write down who's who because it gets really fucking confusing. I get confused. I get angry. You know, it really picks up, okay? All I'm trying to say is, you've just got to get through the first, like, ten minutes. (laughs) I know that's, like, half the... The point is, please just work with me on this. Thank you, love you all, and enjoy. Hello. Welcome to another portion of time where I talk to myself. (laughs) Let's get cracking. My story is called The Dream Team. Um, written by someone who knows nothing about being a teenager at this point, Uh, knew nothing about anything, (laughs) actually would later see. A very privileged, very lucky, like, 14-year-old girl who literally had not experienced anything in her life wrote a story of, like, some hard-hitting topics I think we're going to get into, but we'll um, we'll see. I didn't write the whole thing, obviously, but I did write 96 pages, so let's crack on very swiftly. I wrote, actually, 50,040 words, of absolute bollocks most of which you will see soon are <laughs> filling because I didn't have that much in my brain so now the book is about one two don't we count one two of an eat nine characters that are friends at school I'm gonna say sick form but I'll probably I'll get into that so I split everyone's stories and they were all gonna come together at the end you know we love it I'm about to shake up the game <laughs> so I start off the book doing what most people do in books where I literally just describe the physical features of each character because that's really important. Oh, and then I've got hashtag, 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 hashtag. That's not a character. Basically I've just put, (laughs) oh no. This means there are lyrics to a song you can sing along to if you know the song. So then I start the book. No, I've already started the book. The second part of the book is a little uh, history of the cake retreat. And I've, for some reason, put a really in-depth description like, I'm not even kidding. It's about half a page. So it was founded in 1978 and was originally called the Bread Heaven. So it was quite popular. It's in Bristol. And they got a, a makeover. They installed a bar, but it's no longer very popular. Their most popular pastry is the classic Heavenly Sponge. I mean, that sounds basic as shit. Do you see what I mean by I say hey, you can tell it's written by someone that doesn't get out much? Like, I'm like, think of a cake. Uh sponge. Like, it's not even like. Oh, the hazelnut and pistachio, some, it's like, oh, it's just a sponge cake. That's quite cheap, though. Oh, and this one's quite fun. Another classic is the Brownie Fudge Deluxe. Do you know what I mean? Like, a 12-year-old wrote this. To so Bristol. Wait, I said this in Bristol. I've never been to Bristol. Wait, do you think this is an actual place? No, I'm not, I'm not that clever. I didn't research. To Bristol. The cake retreat will always be an important place and will go down in history as the most delicious cafe slash bakery slash bar in the whole of the city slash town because I didn't know if it was a city or a town. And then I put Cue Appropriate Friends Theme Song Intro and then I have quite literally just copied and pasted the lyrics to the theme song and I don't just mean the first bit, I mean the whole ass song. You're sitting in bed at 10 and work began at 8. That's in there. It's all in there. Anyway, so that finishes on page. I'm on page three now, and it still hasn't. It still has The book still hasn't started. You can see what I mean when I say I struggled to get fifty thousand words. Like I really struggled. So the first official chapter, I guess we'd say, is called "Introducing the Dream Team." It's a hot summer night, which I think is a bit of a juxtaposition because it's set in Bristol, the perfect time for the Dream Team to go glamping. It was surprising they were even camping. Bristol isn't notoriously known for its camping experience. Can you actually camp in Bristol? Do you think they were just like on... Just on the street somewhere? It was late at night and they were passing around a guitar, playing songs and singing quite badly, toasting marshmallows, waving sparklers and watching the stars. I think I took this scene straight out of Skins. Do you remember that? Although I don't think they had a um, guitar. It's a Spongebob Skins crossover no one deserves. The mellow atmosphere was ruined after the floppy-head Muppet, Maisie, scratching at her rash, sitting in her monkey onesie. Is she okay? Okay, so I know I meant to write her as quirky, but, like, she actually sounds... I'm a bit worried for her. Wait, was she the one that... Oh, okay, actually, yeah. Remember that, she has a rash. That's actually important. You don't think it's... You just kind of think it makes it sound a bit gross, but actually, it's important. Okay? Laurie is your classic girly girl. Okay, this is one that I based on my sister. She had gotten her brother, Cameron, to spray paint her tent pink and had bedazzled it, just like she bedazzles everything, even people. Did she mean literally or, like, metaphorically? I mean, for jazzles, but also. Maisie and Laurie had been best friends ever since preschool, when Maisie accidentally stole Laurie's milk. But they soon fell out after Maisie farted and blamed it on Laurie. Maisie just sounds like a fucking nightmare. She stole her milk and then she blamed her fart on her. <laughs> like their relationship had never been smooth sailing. Sma- <laughs> their relationship had never been smooth sailing, but they would always be besties. I was gonna say Maisie might have been self-insert, but I never would have made myself best friends with my sister. The, the thing about this, it's like I had a list of tropes next to me while I was writing it, and I was just kind of like ticking them off as you went along so Laurie's brother Cameron was the total opposite of her he loved heavy metal especially the classics because I didn't know any heavy metal bands and he never cared about what he looked like oh maybe maybe Cameron was my self-insert but that was probably due to the dangerous amounts of drugs he took is this like a PSA for anti-drugs Cameron was sitting on a convenient log <laughs> Why why is that funny to me but was with his best friend, Sean, who, to be fair, is one stick short of a lolly. But then again, neither is his cousin, Nathan. Wait, are they all related? you <laughs> know. Nathan was cuddling his girlfriend, Bella, whom was desperately trying to get everyone to do a seance with her. Lauren? <laughs> Wait. She's a goth. What? I don't know why I said that so aggressively. She's a goth, but not the type that has to specify that she is one. <laughs> you know those guys they were a badge the problem is okay just so you know I don't know shit about relationships or romance and I, I feel like that might come across at points so just bear that in mind Michaela who at this point stopped flirting with the man slag that is Jay and started to sing god a lot just happened there when Michaela sings everybody listens isn't that an ABBA song wait but i got a talent, a magical thing, because everyone listens when I start to sing. I'm so grateful and proud. McKayla was an ABBA. Okay, okay, I'm trying to get my head around it, but even I'm a bit confused. is like bossy and the leader. Sounds like a queen. Then Bella is like a goth that's quite loud. Nathan is her boyfriend, who's a bit like uh, Jack the Lad, I guess you'd say. Then you've got his cousin, Sean, who's a bit one stick short of a lolly. His best friend, Cameron... Who's the drug guy? His sister Laurie, who's the girly girl, and her best friend Maisie. So who? So Jay and Jay. All we've heard about Jay so far is, uh, he's a man slag. <laughs> so um, he became part of the group when he started dating Elizabeth. Who the fuck's Elizabeth? Oh well, now I'm confused. I've confused myself. I wrote this. Their relationship has hit rock bottom. He's a really nice chap. <laughs> he appears to have no remorse for his actions. Which really affects this posh girlfriend, whom, although is quiet, is an important member of the gang. Aww. She's on the Mathletes team, alongside Laurie, so Laurie and Lizzie. Wait, oh guys, I'm actually baffled. Okay, okay, I'm gonna try and get my head around this. At this moment, Lizzie was playing the Fluffy Bunny game with Maisie, Laurie and Marshmallows. Wait, she was putting Maisie, Laurie and Marshmallows in her mouth? Cameron turned on Laurie's portable retro stereo and outplayed a lovely, awkward bit of Cliff Richard. <laughs> Boy, the fuck and the dream team spent the rest of the night and early mo- morning boogieing to some classics and peeing in bushes <laughs> what the fuck I don't, I don't know why that took such a left turn uh, okay so I think now we're finally onto the first chapter we're only on page 4 but like we've been through a lot okay Cameron's story my evil stepmom. Is, wait is he Cinderella I swear to god if there's a ball I'm going to lose my mind did I just rewrite Cinderella Let's not jump the gun. Hi, I'm Cameron, and this is my story. my <laughs> way. record scratch. <laughs> it's Tuesday, and I'm just lounging around in the dark, in my dark, messy room, listening to Linkin Park with the smell of weed filling the room, constantly checking my phone to see if any of the ladies i pulled on Saturday are going to Oh no, that's awful. I'm sorry, is this a Disney Channel original movie? Why is he the big brother in every teenage movie from the early noughties? Who is this guy? Laurie says I'm not a ladies' man, but I beg to differ. I'm a complete chick magnet. He sounds like such a dick, but I kind of low-key like him a lot. If you didn't know, Sean is my best friend Ever since year 8. I was forced to sit next to him in science and although, to begin with, his constant singing and his stupid questions were a bit annoying, when you get past that bit, you realise he's actually a really cool guy. <laughs> I don't understand. What is wrong with me? Do I smell? Well, what, wait, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? Well, I do, but how can people resist the aroma of crack? What? <laughs> I don't think I understood that weed and crack were two different things. I don't think I understood. I just need to relax. Yeah, relax. I lounge further down and let the drugs kick in. Oh, The next thing I realise is that someone is knocking on the door. Oh, it's my sort of stepmother. I quickly manage to shove my weed kit <laughs> under the bed, spray some Febreze and open the window. Mate, look, I'm no expert, but the stench of weed is strong af. Like, I'm sorry, a bit of Febreze and a cracked open window, no pun intended, is not going to get rid of that. Turn that down, screeches my step Please. Well, at least she tried manners this time. But as soon as she had gone downstairs, I turned it back up just to annoy her. I love getting on her nerves, but my dad tells me off, and Laurie sucks up to them and tells me I'm being childish. I mean, me? Childish? Okay, this is really cringy, but kind of realistically, like, I could actually imagine, like, a teenage boy being like, yeah, fuck the police. Do you know what I mean? Like... My mum and dad broke up three years ago for no reason. And even if there was a reason, I reckon they will get back together. Oh, that's actually really sad. (laughs) Oh my god. For ages, I thought it was my fault and I tried to fix it. But I decided for the situation to fix itself. And I'm sure I would have if the blonde bombshell hadn't been dropped on my family last year. By bombshell, I obviously mean Sharon. (laughs) Was I imagining Sharon from EastEnders? Absolutely. I'm almost certain dinner is tense. (laughs) Which one, past or present? That was a really bad joke, I'm so sorry. As per usual, no one is saying anything. Sounds, sounds like a regular dinner. The only conversation we have is the same one we have every day. How was your day? Someone says. Good, someone replies. How was yours? Good, someone else replies. "And what about you? Fine. This is actually really accurate to just life. Maybe it's not as bad as I thought. I'm not being funny, but what we're eating kind of looks like our cat Dibley ate it first and kind of tastes that way too. Oh, that's actually quite a good line. Also, cat called Dibley, actually quite iconic. I feel like I got that from somewhere, but I don't remember where to credit it. For some reason, my dad decided to try and have more conversation. This is delicious, Sharon. We are very blessed to have your cooking skills in our presence and our family. Kids, me and Sharon have some very important news. Why? Like, no one talks like that. Oh, no, I can feel the butterflies in my stomach. But that... It's probably the two rocks. <laughs> I think I need to take some time out. I think I'm actually going to pass out. Me and Sharon are going to give it a go. Too much information, I shout. I don't know why he's turned into a rich Ioadi, but... No, I mean we're going to get married. What? Laurie is so excited that she almost fell off of her chair, which made me feel a little bit better. Is he a sadist? My dad is giving me that, well, what do you think? Don't just sit there and make this awkward, say something kind of look. <laughs> Congratulations, I say half-heartedly. How about we crack the shampers open when Maisie gets here? I feel in the mood to celebrate. Wait, are they old enough to drink? That's irresponsible. Although, I mean, they're clearly no smoking, so, you know. My dad can't afford to be wasting his money on things like that. Unless she is loaded with money, which, like I said, does look like it from all the suits she wears that look like they were recommended by Trini and Susanna. I mean, that's such an outdated reference. Would a 16-year-old know that? Would a 16-year-old boy who likes smoking weed and apparently doing crack listening to Linkin Park know to make a Trini and Susanna reference? I don't think so. I slowly sulked to my room. (laughs) I'm imagining you like, traipsing up the stairs like a sloth. I mean, I just did an impression, but you couldn't have seen it. But it was really good. She isn't my mum, nor will she ever be. Our family was perfectly happy till she arrived. Why can't she leave us alone so mum and dad can get back together? That's how it's supposed to be. This is actually really fucking sad. Like, I mean, I want you to know, it's quite offensive as well because my parents are together. Like, I don't know what this is like. I, and it's not like I was responsible enough to do research. I mean, and this isn't even a big, like, uh, like a you know, controversial topic. This is just divorced parents, which lots of people have. It's fairly normal. The smell of weed is still strong in the air it urges me on oh, i beg your pardon <laughs> i know i shouldn't but it will make me feel better and even if it does kill me <laughs> wait, wait what <laughs> it's not like anyone will notice fucking hell okay two things there two big things there weed no one you don't like it might yeah okay so it's not the best thing for you really it's chemicals in your body but like the likelihood of dying it's not like you go, like you have a drink and a pint and you go, oh, I might as well have another one. I don't care if I die. Like, before I could talk myself out of it, I'm smoking again. If Dad or Sharon found out, they wouldn't understand and need to do this. I can't believe I truly went down the drug addict route, like with weed, but not even well. Because like, yeah, technically you can be addicted to weed. It's not the most addictable drug. In fact, you're more likely to be addicted to alcohol, but fair play. I hear a car pull up outside the house and a nosy girl enters the house. Maisie is here. She's always here, but I didn't mind. I go downstairs to say hi. She was jumping around like an animal. <laughs> I think Maisie scares me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. And look what Sharon brought me, Laurie boasted. She pulled out a new Just Dance 4. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what I was expecting. But just dance four just ain't it, mate. My dad leaves us to tell his friends down the pub. I was left alone with three women. (laughs) Lucky boy. (laughs) Most people would say, Oh, (laughs) I would say I was lucky. (laughs) I am most people. The four of us are playing just dance. I think my dignity just died. I cannot imagine this guy breaking it down to ring my bell, can you? Like, (laughs) I'm glad because the phone rang and Maisie and Laurie went to get a drink. This is my chance to pee. Which I won't go into detail about. (laughs) When I have finished, I walk down the stairs, but I can hear Sharon on the phone. Why? What unnecessary comment. My dad leaves us to tell his friend. Oh, no, I've read that bit. When I have finished, I walk down the stairs, but I can hear Sharon on the phone. Yes, I know. Everyone falls for it. Yes, yes, I know. It's great. He's fallen hook, line, and sinker. What are you supposed to do, eh? Hopefully, I'll get the money soon. Oh no, she's a con woman. So do you see what I mean about the tropes? Now we've got like a misunderstanding trope being played out. I can see Maisie listening too from behind the kitchen door and I give her a look. She does some hand signals back but I have no idea what she is trying to say. I'm not sure she does either. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Yeah, c- coffee cafe at four? I miss you loads. Yeah, love you too, bye. I think me and Maisie got the same idea. When Sharon had finished and went to talk to Laurie, I dragged Maisie into the coat cupboard. This is intimate, she whispered awkwardly. Wait, let me try that again. This is intimate. <laughs> that actually made me feel a bit sick. Anyway, here was the plan. After six four, me, you and Sean will meet to the park. Oh my god, Maisie and Sean. Is that a good idea? And we will go to the coffee cafe. Which I have to say, excellent name, very creative. Hello? "'Guys,' says Laurie from the other side of the cupboard door. "'We slowly creak open the door. "'Hello. What are you doing in there?' "'Looking for, uh, my dog,' says Maisie. "'You don't have a dog.' "'Oh, that explains a lot.' (laughs) "'So it's about 11.30, and I decide to go to bed. "'I'm really tired after the day I've just had. "'I'm quite excited for tomorrow. "'I can finally show Dad what an evil witch she really is.' "'There is a knocking on the door, and Sharon enters. "'Yippee!' just what i needed she sits down on the end of my bed i need my personal space suddenly she grabs my hand how dare she yeah i mean how dare she that's kind of weird look i know that we haven't got on great so far but i think we should start again not for me or for you but for your dad i know you miss your mum, don't you well i'm not here to replace her i can never be as good as her and i don't intend to try (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even gonna try with you babe i don't give a shit But what I do intend to try is to be loyal and loving for your father. You know, I brought Laurie Just Dance for. Well, don't think I forgot you. She pulls out the limited edition of my favourite Iron Maiden CD. I feel a bit guilty now. She must have spent loads of money on that present. (laughs) It's a CD, babe. But maybe, just maybe. Yeah, she's bribing and lying to me, trying to get on my good side with the emotional speeches and expensive gifts. Keep cool, Cameron. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, Cameron, stay cool. Speak to yourself in third person. She says goodnight and leaves. I bet she thinks she is in control, but she has no idea. She has messed with the wrong family. Part two. I think I should maybe leave it there. Maybe I'm going to have to do like, Cameron part one, Cameron part two, because, you know, it's a lot. I think Cameron's quite not a realistic character. I'm not going to big my writing up that much, but... He's got motivations. I'm actually quite impressed with myself. He's got a motivation. He wants his parents to get back together, so he automatically doesn't like his stepmom. So no matter how much hard she tries, he always convinces himself that she's evil, even though she's quite nice. I'm a Sharon Stan. That's it for part one. Thank you for dealing with that. All right. a Ciao, ciao.